radio transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. Welcome back to the second half of Make Me an Island live at the Sugar Club. <laughs> I always forget to breathe. Um, but um, so uh, I have with me uh, two very special people indeed. Um, Ronan Osnudig, Miles O'Reilly. We're here to talk about a record um, that I'm delighted you got to make, Ronan. I'm going to start with you. Um, just first things first, the way the language and the sounds fit together is, is one of the reasons it's so special. Um, I'm just wondering, were those words kind of waiting for that soft landing or where were they <laughs> floating around there? Um, yes. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, sometimes... And it's something, somebody told me something, I can't remember who said it, sometimes you read something and then you hear someone say, everybody is a universe. And I remember someone saying that and I remember thinking, well, that's a different thing than everybody's a galaxy, everybody's a universe. That means they have a sun and they have a moon and they have a Venus and they have a Pluto too. Do you know, and an art. Um, there's stories going on. But, you know, when you take a phrase and if you really pause it and stretch it out, that's kind of what I do yeah. in my spare time in my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, I started thinking, and that kind of coloured things up, and then I started thinking, oh, this feels like growing up. You know, so all that stuff that I have going on, all that private stuff that I'm balancing out, everyone's got that. I didn't know that. I thought it was just me. Oh, no, it's you not know? just me. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, everyone's a universe. And so I do have universes going on inside me. And meeting, uh, calling into Miles last Christmas when we were all so repressed and in our little universes, yeah, we, we, we just kind of hit a spark. So. Um, but it seems like just just from the first impressions of listening back to it and then having the beautiful luxury of entering into that world that you created, um, it just feels like that body of work, just the writing, just the songs alone, um, that can't have come together too quickly. So have they been gathering over a long period of time? I, I, I've, I've been at, I'm always at stuff. Um, and I started, I started with Pete, Pete Rudolo. I started sending, because we were locked down, and I was thinking, you know, I mean, I, I had friends in prison, and I never visited them. And I said, look, I'm not coming. Do you know what I mean? It's just a thing I have. <laughs> I'll talk to you after. You know, that, imagine the confinement and stuff. Do you know? Mm. So COVID came, and so my imagination went wild, and I started working a lot. I started sending Pete little things from me, little four-track in me phone, and he was working on them. So I was working on a whole different project. And then at some stage I went, no, something else, it's like another cooker has called in the kitchen. And then all this other stuff started working that I found that I was working on. So, and I, I went and I went to Clondalk and, you know, um, I suppose I, I've been hesitant to talk about it because it was all breaking the law at the time. Do you know what I mean? You had to go early before the police are out and stuff. So I started working with Alan Doherty for a while and I, I did a lot. And then whenever I called into Miles, I, I had a certain amount of my universe mapped out for me. Mm -hmm. And then he coloured it in. And <laughs> it's funny that being in between <laughs> you right now, but it just feels like... So, um, Miles, um, I remember seeing a notebook that you had with Ronan's name in it, and, and it was one of these uh, very early, um, I think it was probably... And your name. And my name. <laughs> uh, it was a wish was, list it, of people I didn't know who I wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Capitalist. you listen. Capitalist. <laughs> Capitalist. Donald Janine. <laughs> Ronan Osnoddy. Page one. There's <laughs> <laughs> eight more, and I haven't got to meet Christy Moore. Uh, all, all, Not yet. All, all in its own good time. But um, actually, Miles, just, can I just say that uh, the only thing that would be weirder interviewing you would be if I was filming it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's totally weird. But um, just well, come back to the microphone there a sec. So look, I, I just want to talk about that evening that that thing happened together because like, I guess, again, what make me an island, what I'm trying to think about is like, how does music, how does music happen? 
how does it work? How does it happen? I, no answer to that question. But like, I do know from being up close to, to people like yourselves that sometimes it happens uh, in a natural way. And I think this is one of those times. Miles, would you like to say? I mean, it is one of those occasions where it kind of a, it generates itself emerging from time spent together and there's a kind of a, a common goal emerges. And yeah. yeah. Well, there was a great trust. I mean, uh, Ronan hadn't known me as a musician for maybe 10 years. Uh, become a filmmaker full-time and Ronan was always the one to say as in the first three years of film and music he was like why aren't you playing it like what what, what happened there and it's just because I hated the music I was good at but um so lockdown happened and I'm going to be crazy with all this stuff but Ronan we already had this relationship where Ronan was like great fucking brilliant you're playing music and, yeah. and just trusted the, the the electricity I drowned him with you know? yeah. so I, I love that um, I, I mean the thing is that so in actual fact, I can't. The timeline is a bit fucked. Um, but I, you were already feeling the music uh, in a big way before all of this happened. So it kind of like what I was saying about the natural thing. It kind of just occurred, and, and you got into the it's flow. A, it's a nice thing to like stop playing and just watch and listen and become an audience member for ten years. And yeah, I, I forever really appreciate listening. Um, because it's very similar to performing. I mean, they're the same thing. The yeah. brain fires in the same way. So yeah. uh, it was a very simple switch. And it, like, it's like I'd always been feeding myself music. And yeah. So um, <laughs> it could be awful. I could be shy tonight. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. If we've learned... Hey, if we've learned anything, let's get this on camera. If we've yeah. learned anything, uh, it's that now it's on our own terms, you know? So yes. it's kind of like, so, okay, so lesson learned. Just before I, I finish, Miles, um, earlier we started with a picture of Tony McMahon. The show is dedicated to him today. Um, I think it's a good time to reveal that um, we made something together, a, a, a project called This Ain't No Disco, available in the cloud. Uh, so... Uh, that really emerged from a mutual love of what Tony McMahon did with the list right. old flash 74. Yeah. And we watched that again yeah. and again and again and again and again. Yeah. And maybe you could confirm what I feel about it, which is that he had the ability to reach inside the feeling and show it. And it was through the people. And this is something that you yeah. do so well. Um, but it comes from people, him. Right? Definitely through the people's faces in his films. He would film the reactions of the audience. And, the, and that spoke volumes. Um, it's a lot more than just watching the musician and how they move and how they feel. And, yeah. and just watching how, music, how an audience receives the music is just as... Um, just as powerful, you know, if, yeah. if you capture that excitement, um, it transfers very easily in two dimensions into your room. Yeah, you know? he gives kind of agency to... He did that first, he was the first one to do it. And he, not only the first one, but still the best one to do it, but he kind of gives agency, I think, to the appreciator, and that's what I've learned from him, is that there's a role for the appreciator. Exactly. Um, so I just want to, before we hear um, the live set... Um, to talk to you both about the process of going to Shell Cottage. Maybe, Ro, uh, Ronan, you could tell us about uh, that. Uh, we, so, we, after we, we did that song and it became a big hit, like it yeah. surprised the two of us, I, I called in two weeks later and we burst out laughing. <laughs> Whoa, 100,000 people, what? Do you know? And then, uh, so I thought about it, and, all right, m you know, maybe there's something going on. And yes. this is the song, just to fill everybody in. Tong Tolum. Yeah, I, which I we'll hear in a minute. in Miles' house. Um, but, so I, I said, yeah, well, I've this is stuff that I'm at, let's juggle it. And then Miles came up, with, we went to Brian McGlynn's house in Roundstone, Roundwood. Um, we stopped in there for two weekends navigated a few tunes and laid it, you know. Um, recording's interesting because you, it's like coming up, not to, not a crossroads, but like a tree-pronged fork or something. You know, you actually have options. You can choose to go that way, that way, or, you know. Um, you mean approaching it or in it? As soon as you go, it's like there's three ferries or five ferries. You can go this way, which you can go along with the computer. You can go along with a click track. You can mm -hmm. go along without a click track. You and that's what we did. That's what we did in Brilliance. We just did everything. We did yeah, all the just, stuff. Just yeah. do it. You threw the kitchen sink at it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then we, we took a month listening, texting each other, all this and that and the other. And then um, 
the opportunity to go to Shell Cottage came up. So um, in a nice way, it's all happening too fast. You're on the escalator, move, grab, go, and then, so you only wake up afterwards, you know? Yeah. And Shell College was great because it was just the two of us. Um, no interruptions. Yeah. 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 And a whole lot of ghosts, I'd say. No, I checked oh, that. I got really ghosts. nervous walking in. I, I yeah. know who I am and where I'm from, you know? And as soon as I walked in, Miles let a laugh out and I put my foot and I went, and I went, there was a thing with Queen Victoria and her husband on the ground. And I thought... All right, I have to navigate this. <laughs> We've been navigating it for a long time. Yeah, but it, it was just for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because. Yeah. So I looked at that and I went, all right, is that going to activate tonight? And if there's any. <laughs> do you know? Because I can't be here if I can't sleep. I have to sleep. I'm only a human. So I thought, if any of that stuff goes off in the night, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not going to say that out loud, but I'm going to do the stuff that nobody sees, you know? So I kind of went, all right, I'll check that. So I went into the building, because it, it was built for Queen Victoria and her husband whenever they were around, or Elizabeth, I have a clue, one of them lot. So I went into the place, lit a fire, went into the woods, got to the mile set up, we moved the table, created the space, opened it up, turned on the speakers, made it resonate, tuned up the room. Um, I said, you're taking the bed, I'm sleeping by the fire. And it's kind of like, I'm on red alert here. If anything moves, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So if any ghosts move, I'm after them and I'll be busy at that. And no album. <laughs> 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 so I, I never said any of this before. This is my, my the back of my mind speaking. Sensational here. podcast revelation. Right. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, anyway. Really surprisingly, really surprisingly, there's none of that stuff active. And I was sitting by me fire. I didn't, you know, I was pretending to go to sleep. Mm. So I sat up and nothing moved. And I thought, oh, uh, and that's really interesting. You know, how come none of that stuff is active here? You know, because it's an ancient old place and we cleaned, it was dusty and stuff. Um, and then I found out more about the place as we went and, yeah, I'll get emotional if I talk about it, but uh, Edward Fitzgerald was hanging around there. And I remember about two days later, I started reading, and I, I remember walking out with Miles and having a smoke and going, oh, this is it, we're, we're in it, we're the boys. We're just 200 years later. Mm. We're walking the same path as they did through the trees. And uh, if we didn't have Edward Fitzgerald and Wolf Town and the Napper Tandy, we wouldn't be here. There'd be nothing left of us. And that, that's the truth. Like, and uh, so walking around and feeling Edward, you know, and such a, such a posh, la-di-da fella. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's where he came from. But he did the thing. He did the alchemy of turning, uh, um, it's like accepted royalty into citizenship. It's a, it's a really interesting philosophy that he flipped mm. and he became a citizen as opposed to a lord. Anyway, so the, I, I suddenly felt like I was walking in um, really holy ground, so... <laughs> I'm glad I asked. Um, Miles, um, Miles, always ask about the ghosts. I think it's a thing I learned from um, Miles. The process, then, right? So mm -hmm. the layering of of what happens, because again, it's to listen to at home, but it's more like uh, such a, a layered sound and such a rich sound. So, so how did it kind of? Where was the starting point once you found the way to do it? Um, my contribution to thing. Yeah. I think it was like Ron on would. We had done all the pre-production or recorded the song a million ways, songs a million ways with Brian, so that we knew Ronan had a really clear idea of how the pace, the BPM of the song is where we'd start, and then Ronan would do his core parts to the song, and then on and, the percussion or on the guitar. Yeah, lots of we we threw in the kitchen sink with the percussion, obviously because he's fucking brilliant at it and the guitar was a simple thing to do his vocal was always just one take and then around lunchtime we'd switch over to this stuff and Ronan would break out the whiskey and and whatever smoke a bit and just kind of like sit back and, go, and let this do all its uh, 
Yeah, I so guess. Like let some electronic weather. Drony stuff, yeah. Room, yeah. And like, it's great because Ronan's used to playing with a little zitar box that makes a zitar noise in different keys, you know. And that's basically what I was doing, just kind of dressing, yeah. just kind of making it more cosmic, I guess. Yeah. Kind of filling Keeler's boots a little bit. <laughs> you know? My version of that is I'd go out to the woods, collect the firewood, come back, and Miles is making my stuff sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, synergy. Um, well, um, yeah, what a beautiful love story. So look, it's um, okay. So look, I'm in that I'm in that situation of having kind of willed it into happen from both Ronan and Miles's point of view. So I mean it when I say that it's a dream come true to hear this. And uh, let's uh, hand you over now to Ronan Osnodig, Miles O'Reilly. translate a bit, all right? So, I know half of the time or most of the time I, I, I'm thinking in Irish, you know, um, you know. So I'm writing in Irish and I wanted people to understand me. I really did, you know. I. <laughs> so I, I, I thought if I put words in English to it, people would guess what I'm saying. trying to discover the self. I, I, I try and abbreviate it, it's too big a thing to, but I thought, all right, here's the two languages that I have. I have a bit of French, I have a bit, I have English and I have Irish, um, and they're kind of different, but there's a thing called, uh, the word for it is prepositional pronouns, all right? This is all the ways possible in your language that you can see yourself or engage with the world, all right? So that's one thing. But then at the end of your meditation, let's say you find out all what you're about, there's another piece to the puzzle. Like, what's it for? What are you, what use are you? Do you know what I mean? Even if you discover yourself, what use are you? Like, what are you gonna do with it? sit in a flat and look at telly, poke your phone, do you know? So I'll just read it in English, just the first verse, and then it switches. So it's, I have all right, in me, to me, before me, over me, with me, for me, below me alongside of me, through me, from me, off me, and out of me, around me, on me, at me, in between me and on my behalf. And on your behalf, on her behalf, on his behalf. On our behalf, on your behalf, and on their behalf. It's not such a mystery once you figure it out. It's as simple as that. We're only here for each other. That's what it's all about. All the other stuff is fluff.
Nam Hom Rom Haram Nam Dom Fum Faram Trim Dim Uim Asam Amam Aram Ansaram Either May Esar Mohan Esar Dohan Esar Asom Esar Ahon Sararson, Vurson, Sarahonna.
Gurumil Margif. Thank you. Carl Wilmot. Slave gone on him. Um, I'll try and tell you little snippets of... Um, uh, this is a poem me Alfala handed me a couple of years ago and he, I said I was going to Ackle Island. I was kind of excited. And My dad's an interesting fella. Like I said, everybody is a universe if you can get to pay attention. And, uh, you know, he gives me things. Or... Anyway, he handed me this poem. <clears throat> Again, it's all Australia, so I'll try and abbreviate it. You have to use your imagination. It's, uh, it's, in a, it's a poem from the 17th century in Ackle Island. And it's anonymous, so I, I don't know who wrote it. And it's a Yil May Mavo. So this fella or this girl sold their cow. That's what the poem is about. Doesn't sound like much of a big deal unless you imagine yourself living on Ackle Island in the 17th century. If you sell your cow, that's a big deal. That's the last roll of the dice, you know. Anyway, this poem really got me, you know. He says at one point in the poem, little it was to me, my cow during her reign. <laughs> little it was to me, her cow-like manners. Little it was to me. It's really interesting stuff what he noticed once he sold his cow. That money was kind of cold in his hand. He says he's going to drink that money. Drink the worth of his cow. And now the shed, the moon is in the shed. There's no music in the tin bucket. There's no point in having a fence. There's no point in earth. That mountain has no soul because I sold my cow yesterday. Bob 
got stuck in that world for a while it's it's great to be able to sing it out and get uh, I don't know it is nice to sing it out yeah you can't be stuck in it too much you know it is a few hundred years ago <laughs> I, I have a friend I have a few friends you know we all have different friends but you know, there's some lads I check in on, you know, some people from my past. Friend of mine, actor fella. You'll know him actually, everyone will know him. He's the guy who does the ad for the ham. <laughs> yeah, no? Well, he's on telly the whole time. He's a very good friend of mine, Lachlan O'Marron. He does the ad for the ham. I know he does a lot more than that. Yeah, that is kind of funny. But anyway, I checked things out with Lachlan. I've done for years. He wasn't so impressed with me at all getting into that poem. He was going, get out of that hole, Ronan, get out of that hole. That's nothing to do with you. And I said, yeah, but now that I'm digging it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with all three ways of being. But I said something like, well, what about Lachlan? What about if all that stuff we see in films and stuff we read is true? What about time isn't linear? What about if I can sing that song and get a little bit of a rock to it, it eases the pain of whoever the fuck was in Ackle Island selling his cow in the first place? You know what I mean? So I, I kind of believe in all of that twin parallel worlds. So. I think your man in Ackle Island got away lightly and um, he's all right. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because I'm singing his song.
Bishop Mokri und Sohn. Bogen der Galandik mit den Tillerzonen. Bogen der Gachas mit dem Mokram. Bogen der
This is this has proved to be the hardest one. <laughs> Maybe I've stashed the most amount of stuff in this one. Well, we were, uh... and some of that stuff isn't to be talked about. <laughs> but... well, a brief introduction. Huh? A brief introduction to the stuff. <laughs> I, I have something small to say about this one. So we tried this song a million different ways. Just, That's true. A million different ways. And I, th I think them in the most ways we could. And uh, we're kind of giving up hope on it, weren't we? Until, uh, until I was like, wait, have you got anything percussive that makes notes? And Ronan has this amazing instrument here, which is like, a, like it's bare around except there's definitive notes in it. And they just happen to be the notes of the tune, so. Uh, in, one, in one go, in one take, once and only once, he recorded the song, uh, he played the right notes on this yoke percussively uh, without really knowing the instrument. So, Ro, this is a big moment. <laughs> it's, it is, you know, we've been terrified of this song. It just kind of worked when we were working and we haven't been able to do it since. So, so I, I said I'd take this into town. This generally stays at home. Start, we're going to start nice and easy. <clears throat> Come on. Sure, Cod a Tugug Dum. The last song was about grace, and I've been uh, on the beneficial side of grace, or guardian angels, or whoever's looking after me. I owe them a big favor afterwards. That's a fact. That's just how it is. So, you know, because I, I didn't always have my hands on the handlebars, I've been practicing juggling. You know what I mean? And someone's moved it around some corners for me and I'm still here looking at you and I feel very grateful. And, um, and this song is also another variation of Kodog Tugug Dum, What Was Bestowed On Me, maybe you'd say. Um, everything that I have was given to me um, because I remember when I didn't have anything to eat. I remember when I didn't have anything to drink. And I remember when I didn't have a place to stay. And I remember when nothing worked out for me. That's, I remember it. I was there on the coast of Dublin on Dolly Mount Strand in my car. I looked into the abyss. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I'm not there. I'm not even Gullamahogut, but I'm not even reflecting. I'm just saying. And like I said, everyone's a universe. Everyone has private things. But um, yeah, somehow or other, I'm fucking here now. How's it that? <laughs> Cool. Ta 
You know, he did. Just past James's gate on the right there. The building, same building, still there, same room. It's a kind of a black building. James, if James's gate's on your left, you walk past that. I mean, I mean, there's been millions of people in the city forever, but I like you, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's interesting stuff. We were over in France. And we were looked after. And I remember turning around to Miles in the middle of one of the nights and saying, Jesus, I think I figured something out. I think I know why it didn't work in 1798. Because or one of the reasons it didn't work. I mean, it didn't work in 1605. It didn't work at any stage. 
But, you know, there was a few times where things were pretty organised, like, you know, there was international help coming, and, like, for real, these are real people, real jobs, real money paid for those boats, you know, it's, it's amazing stuff. People came over here to fight our little squabbles. Like, it's a big deal. Um, but when we were over in France, I noticed they don't run out of wine. Hi, you know what I'm getting at? We're fucking shit hosts. We really are. And maybe it's because we've been brought up so without all the time. And they, could you imagine all those soldiers over here thinking, these fuckers aren't worth fighting for. I mean, they're good crack when they're pissed, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's no breakfast wine. <laughs> do you know? So anyway, this is for Eddie.
So how are we doing? You're getting the gist of what we're trying to bring forth? Cool. Um, so what are we up to, Miles? Yeah, and Tian, I have to chill up on this. So I suppose some of those topics are kind of heavy, aren't they? Well, they're involved anyway. I'm just a bit like that. So I, I don't know. I thought I have to write some stuff that's just stuff, you know? Just fun. Just like, just like you'd write a tune, you know? No reason for it. That's this one. It's called Yan Tian. I was uh, watching telly during the day. It's a real giveaway. But there was some program on. Do you know, they have these weird programs on in England. Sheepdog trials or something? They're on for hours. <laughs> Do you know? Just sitting there watching telly, these lads were running their dogs around. Do you know? And then I, I heard something. The fella was counting, but he wasn't counting in English. He wasn't counting in Irish. He wasn't counting in Welsh. So kind of looked up the program and uh, he was counting in Cumbrian. Who knew? They have a language up there in Cumbria. It's like Northumbria, south of the Scottish border. Anyway, it goes, Yan, Tian, Tedera, Medera, Pip. That's how they say, one, two, three, four, five. And that's a fact. So this is called Yan Tian. You know, like one, two. Yeah, but. Well, 
It's supposed to be the last song, actually. Oh. Go. Uh, one more time. Round on us, Nadig. Miles O'Reilly. One percent is never enough. It's been an amazing evening. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks to the Sugar Cup. Thanks to Ian. Such a pleasure to work with you, Ian, as always. Um, thanks to the people who support me uh, through Patreon. It's so great that you do that, and I greatly appreciate your support. And uh, thanks for such a, an amazing evening, and thank you. Thank you. If I, if I had a car, I'd just give it to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>